Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Fleet Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray. And yeah, I did say it is good morning. I guess it's 12.02 in the morning, to be precise. I guess I guess it is a good morning. But as I stayed on most of, most of my time, so when I get a chance to um, do an episode, I try to do the best I can to get the information as best you as best as possible. Um, again, I've worked, um, again, i worked, um, Today from uh, my usual 4.30 and I'll get off at 2 o'clock in the evening. So, again, there are times where I try the best I can to uh, at least do some do as many episodes as I, as I can. Whether it's late at night, early in the morning, like it is right now, or on a day off, that's the best time to get a chance to, um, to gather the best information as, as I can for you. Um, we do have a couple things to catch up on. Um, Yesterday was the beginning of the NFL draft, and um, for my viewers, I will apologize right off the bat. Um, I had every intentions of doing a, uh, a mock draft for you. Um, a couple days ago on Monday, I, I had put one, I had done one. Unfortunately, it was a kind of a glitch, a glitch in the, in the system between uh, Anchor and uh, my phone, which I do my episodes, my podcast and my episodes off of and of course there's kind of a glitch a glitch in the system so um so the whole episode that I worked on uh was pretty much botched in a nutshell uh, I had every intention of doing one for you yesterday but unfortunate I had to I had to go to work I was calling in for a few hours to pitch in so it kind of ruined pretty much everything that I wanted to do um, I did get a chance to kick back and get a lot of chance to watch the uh, first round of the NFL draft there were some givens or some surprises, some trades. But again, that's what you kind of expect from the NFL draft. But we might not get into the NFL draft, at least this episode. We'll get into it the following episode where all the draft picks are officially done. Um, if, we, if we get a chance this episode, we'll talk a little bit about at least the first round. We'll try to do the best we can to talk about the first round. But there's a couple of other things I want to touch up on. As the NFL draft wasn't the, the biggest news yesterday. We'll get to what the biggest news might have been yesterday overall. But for those who joined for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers. Uh, keep staying for all family, for all family and friends. We can talk nothing but football. And again, I'm not a, a political type of guy. I'm not into politics. I, you know, um, we don't talk religion on here, but we talk all football. We talk football. I can't say we talk football 24-7, but uh, at least we'll talk football for at least an hour, an hour for those who do stay with me. And, um, and uh, you get a chance to. Uh, certainly, I certainly appreciate those who do follow the podcast, who do listen to the podcast. And for those who knew from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. Again, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers. Mary, you too, invite. Please, by all means, invite invite them on in. We're looking. I'm looking to do the very best I can to keep drawing the viewership. Um, actually, I want to uh, before we get into football. I want to. I want to say. I want to personally thank everybody um, in the last few days for the podcast. And the podcast seems to be growing and growing a little bit more. I have a lot more people that are listening. That seem to be listening to the podcast that much more. My viewership has gone up. In the last three days, and for those who do listen to the podcast, I want to thank you for doing for doing so. It is greatly appreciated, and I want to keep growing and growing and growing 
if someone's going to want to support those who have listened to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for doing so. As I've always stated, if you've got any questions for me whatsoever, please, Facebook, Spotify, the two, the two places that you can reach out to me, and I'll answer any question for you whatsoever, what it's about. Uh, the first round, first round yesterday, the second and third round today. Uh, how do you, uh, I want to hear your opinion on how your team, how you think they've done the draft thus far. Um, anything, anything football related, please, by all means, I will be, I will do the best I can to answer any question for you whatsoever, giving my opinion or take on whatever, whatever question you ask me. And, um, again, like I said, reach me on Facebook and Spotify. Again, like I said, I will take any time out of any episode whatsoever to answer your questions. If there's a lot of them, I'll be honest with you. I'll take an entire episode to answer nothing but nothing but your questions. Uh, if you do not reach, if you do not listen to me on Anchor, I'm on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Radio Public, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. There's just a few that you, that you can reach me on. If you from wherever you are, whether you are uh, maybe. Maybe you got home right now. You can't sleep, and maybe you're uh, you're unwind, you're unwinding. You want to unwind, and maybe listen to this podcast will help help you help you unwind a little bit. Um, whether um, doesn't matter what, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, household chores or you know whatever the case might be. Uh, whether you're out and about, you know, uh, running errands, please by all means. I've always stated before, we're all family and friends here, and I love you. Love you without a doubt to listen to the podcast. And those for those who have been, for those for the viewers that have been listening to me a, a lot more in the last few days, thank you for doing so. It is great. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, before we get into football itself in general, I want to thank um, once again. I want to thank uh, here lately the uh, you know some of you Facebook followers that have followed me, uh, small businesses like I said before, you know. Uh, you know, some musicians, uh, bands, uh, you know, small-time entertainers that are listening, that are listening to um, my podcast, and I do greatly appreciate it. And like I said, I hopefully that you have told your customers, bandmates, fans that um, about this podcast. And like I said before, we got to continue to grow and grow and grow and more. So again, thank you, thank you for the bottom of my heart. It means it means a lot to me. And um, again, I love talking football. I think we've had long enough. Let's let's jump into what we were talking about. Football. And let's talk about the biggest news yesterday. And yes, yes, the draft was pretty big news yesterday. Let's let's don't let's let's not um deviate from that. The draft was a was the biggest news. Was one of the biggest news, but it wasn't the biggest news yesterday. That would be Lamar Jackson. I believe Lamar Jackson kind of overshadowed the NFL draft yesterday. Uh if y'all, I guess you all heard by now, Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens have come to an agreement. A nice little contract, five years, two hundred sixty million dollar contract, one hundred eighty-five of one hundred eighty-five that is guaranteed. I think when you break it down, he gets paid fifty-two million per year. That's making the highest play player in this league. That's above Patrick Mahomes, above Aaron Rodgers' contract. So it appears that the Baltimore Ravens have finally decided to give Balt to give Lamar Jackson his just due. And Lamar has been betting on himself for the last two years, and obviously the bet paid off. He is now gonna be the Ravens 
is certainly believe so. Now, certainly I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, experts out there probably that might feel that the that it might be too much to pay to pay any type of player that much amount of money. And it is hard to fathom whether you're a quarterback, um, baseball player, basketball player, or any I guess any person unless you're like a high priced lawyer or you're a CEO of a multi billion dollar conglomerate. Yeah, and you get you get paid a lot of money. It's hard to fathom that much money. But you are bound yourself and it pays off. Now, again, but to be honest with you, the Ravens didn't have too much of a choice. Now I know that's kind of hard to believe and you're just like, well, what wait a minute. They did have a choice. Yeah, they had to pay Lamar that money. We think about it this way. Lamar, since he's been in his lead, and you look at his winning percentage, he's got a seven hundred winning percentage, which is pretty doggone good in this league. Um, Lamar has been to the playoffs. Lamar has an MVP, you know, under his belt. So it's not like Lamar hasn't done absolutely nothing. You know, you can make the argument, and, and, and I can't really argue with you, Lamar, Lamar numbers in the playoffs have not been that good, have not been great. And we can make that argument, and certainly that's a very valid point to make. But you need Lamar to get to that point. towards the end of the season and has hurt the Baltimore Ravens' chances. And it has. Because teams don't teams are not going to fear Tyler Huntley or anybody or any other Baltimore Ravens quarterback you can think of. But they do fear Lamar Jackson. Now, this money's going to come with a lot of greater responsibilities for Lamar Jackson. And the biggest thing is throwing up the football. Lamar's going to throw the football more this year. He's going to have to be he's got to turn into maybe I can't say any I don't want to say he's going to turn into Tua, because, because last season, last offseason, I made a prediction on my podcast that Tua's going to have to throw the football more than he ever did before. The Miami Dolphins had a couple of decent running backs, but if you went out and got Tyreek Hill and put him with Jalen Waddle, you're going to have to throw the football, and when Tua was healthy, he had to throw the football, and he did a fairly good job. Lamar's kind of in that boat now where he's got to throw the football. And it's going to be different for the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens always relied on their running game. And their running game for many, for several years was one of the best running packs in this league. Now, maybe the Philadelphia Eagles can maybe take that title away from the Ravens as one of the better running attacks in the league. But now, granted, the Ravens still have J.K. Dobbins, and I like J.K. But the bottom line is, with Lamar, he's going to throw the football more. And again, when you went out and got Odell Beckham, Odell's pretty much going to be the main receiver. You got Bateman coming back from injury. You got Nelson Aguilar that you brought in. Yes, you still got one of the better tight ends in the league in Mark Andrews. And as of yesterday, you drafted Zay Flowers from, from Boston College, who was, who was one of the top receivers year's draft. So now you, you you got yourself four decent receivers. You've got one of the better tight ends in the league. So to me, it gets to the point where Lamar's going to have to throw the football more. And I say Lamar, Lamar can throw the football. I mean, he did want to hide the trophy. Yeah. Yeah. 
college where he did actually throw the football. Oh, I can throw the football, but now it's going to be, he's going to be asking me a lot more than that. It may be years from now, I may have to throw the ball 35 times. Or maybe 40 times a game, and a lot of people, and, and that might be shocking to a lot of people. They think, you're going to have to do that. I'm not saying the Marlins can still run the football. Yes, the Marlins still run the football, but now, I don't know if the Marlins will get those, you know, 120, 130 yard gains. I think those days could be behind them. They could be behind them. But again, now Grant, you got J.K. Dobbins. You still got Gus Edwards. Those two, but again, you have to wonder, are they going to become an afterthought? You got J.K., J.K. Dobbins. You want to be a every down back, and J.K. has capability of being that every down back. But I'm interested to see how much this affects the running game. And I have to wonder if it affects the running game for guys like, you know, Gus Edwards, they're going to run out of town. Is J.K. Dobbins just want to go somewhere else? But for Baltimore, is it, it, for Baltimore is you've added, you've added some weapons, you still got the running game, so now the Ravens are built to be a 50-50 type of team. They don't have to run the football, they don't have to pass the football, they don't have to balance it out. And that's going to be a challenge. That's going to be a challenge for, I don't know about Lamar Jackson, but for the new offensive coordinator. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Lamar. Lamar gets paid. Now, with Lamar getting paid, I know that everybody's going to wonder, well, Jalen Hurts got paid. Lamar's got paid. So then, of course, we all know that, of course, we got Joe Burrow got his fifth-year option picked up, as well as Justin Herbert. He got his fifth-year option picked up. But now, it becomes very interesting. Where does that leave Joe Burrow? Where does that ever leave Justin Herbert? Or maybe Tua? Where does it leave those guys? What are they worth? Super Bowl and to the AFC Championship game in the first three years of his league. Well, if you go to Lamar that much money, that much money, do you, how much is Burrow worth? Is Burrow worth five years? You know, is it worth five years and maybe worth 20 or 30 million dollars more than Lamar Jackson is? I mean, does he get like a 190 million dollar guaranteed contract, you know, out of something like that? Again, with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, his first three years in the league, he's passed more yards than anybody else in the history of the game. What is what is Justin Herbert? And Sir Herbert got his team to the playoffs for the first time last year. Again, you have to wonder, what is Justin Herbert worth? See, the thing is, again, it was Deshaun Watson that set the standard. Jalen Hurts comes along, he gets he gets a pretty good contract. Then again, along comes Justin Sullivan, along comes Lamar Jackson. Now, he sets the standard. Again, the biggest thing again, the Ravens didn't have much of a choice. I mean, let's be honest with you. If if Lamar was not going to come, if Lamar was not going to come back, you got to rely on Tyler Huntley, or you got to go out and get a veteran, yeah, a veteran quarterback to come in in case Huntley got hurt. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much where you were you were eventually going to be heading, but. Unfortunately, good news, Lamar Jackson, good news. People thought this day was going to come because of the fact that Lamar was going to get paid to his money. And now he's got his money. Now, certainly the pressure goes a lot on Lamar. And like I said before, it's not going to be get it now. He's got to go throw the football now. We've got Beckham. We've now got, of course, Bateman's coming back. We've still got Andrews. We've now got you now Snackerall. We drafted you a, yeah, a 
student is a child. Now, you can make a case and argue that maybe the, the drafting of Odyssey or the Vulcan writings have not been stellar. That it had too many times we've never seen it other than what Marquise Brown or was it Tory Smith told him were if they were available at some some exception to the rule, but five thousand never seen it. But now here's the thing. Beckham, if Beckham is a has a football seventeen games, yes, he could be a thousand receiver if he stays out of football seventeen games. Bateman. Bateman has potential to do that, but again, Bateman has to stay healthy and he hasn't done that. Now, Andrews, heck, Andrews could probably come closer to a thousand yards because Andrews is the only guy that Lamar Jackson can rely on. Now, Flowers, I don't expect Flowers to be a, a thousand yard receiver, no, no Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. Now, to me, I'm interested to see how Zay Flowers will be used. Obviously, Beckham is one, you figure Bateman's two, but to me, I can see Zay Flowers beating out beating Nelson Aguilar for the number three spot. And you have Mark Andrews. So to me, this is one of the better this is one of the better situation receiving situations that Lamar that the Ravens have been. They have a decent set of receivers. Now again, Lamar's gonna have to throw throw the football more than he has ever passed. And like I said, like I just stated, I told you people this last year, Tua was gonna have to throw the football when he got Tyreek Hill. He's gonna throw the football. Here's the situation. You get Odell Beckham. Drabs ain't flowers. What are you gonna have to do? Throw the football. You gotta put the football more. And I'm interested to see will Lamar throw the ball 35? Will he throw it 30 times a game? Will he have to? I think he's gonna have to do so. I'm not saying that we'll get rid of Lamar Jackson's legs. I'm sure Lamar's gonna have games, but to me, I have to wonder if those hundred yard games are behind him as far as running. Is he gonna run for hundred yards? And again, he's got a guy like J.K. Dobbins. That he could turn around, hand the ball off to, and he can get positive yards in JK. So I would lean again. But again, but the bottom line, I think the Ravens are going to have to pay Lamar the money. Oh, yes, they could have let Lamar go. They could have traded Lamar. And there were a couple of teams out there interested in services. But again, deep down inside, these teams knew that you were going to have to pay Lamar Jackson a lot of money. And that might have been a problem. Atlanta Falcons, a lot of people put Lamar to Atlanta Falcons. But again, Atlanta just came out of salary cap hell, so to speak, for the last two years. And they were, of course, now they came out of salary cap hell. They were able to, you know, make sufficient upgrades on their defense yeah, this all season because they came out of salary cap hell. And to be honest with you, they could not afford if they were going to trade Lamar Jackson. It was going to cost them a couple of first round draft picks, and it was going to cost them a lots and lots of money. And again, I'm sure Arthur Bank did not want to do did not want to do that. And again, but again, a lot if all the commanders would be a possibility. Well the commanders are getting new ownership. And I don't know what new ownership coming in wants to pay Lamar Jackson all that money right off the bat. I mean of course the the Colts came as a possibility. The Colts would have been an interesting fit. Lamar go with Jonathan Taylor. I've been all for that. But again, they had Michael Pittman, and I wasn't sure about getting anybody else. And again, I could have seen this thing catching with Lamar Jackson. I think that would have been a an interesting fit. I think the fit would have been simpler. I think it would have been a nice little fit. But again, that was the 
again, not my words. You hear, you hear, you heard this here. I'm always going to put a football on that. Now, I was just going to, this, now, I was going to get rid of the running game in general. No, they're going to still run the football, but they're not going to run the football as much as they did in the past. And again, there's going to be more balanced attack. And I think that's what the bottom line is. They're going to have to balance attack more. Now, can they do so? You would certainly hope so. And again, that's going to be the more, that's going to be part of of the offensive coordinator's job. And that's going to be Lamar Jackson's job is to balance his offense out. Now again, again they got they got Zay Flowers. We don't know about the rest the rest of the draft. Again, I will give you a grade on my on the draft, but it probably won't come for about a few days. Again, I want this draft to you know and again with the draft there's been a lot of surprises last night. Some not so not so big surprises, some surprises. But again, Lamar Jackson, more money, more responsibility. And that would be on any any job. If you if you go from there to being the president of a company, yes, there's gonna be more responsibility, more pay, more responsibility. And Lamar Jackson, it's gonna be more responsibility. It's gonna be can you throw the football more? And that's the problem. Because again, you have to remember now, we've gone to we've gone to the point where we're in a pass happy leg now. It kind of seems like in some way, shape, or form the running game has kind of taken a back seat. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles have been successful the last couple of years because they've been able to run the football, but they have a much balanced attack. And again, that is what the, that's what makes the Eagles successful. Now, the Atlanta Falcons, they ran the football last year, but they didn't have a lot of success throwing the football. And now the Baltimore Ravens, to me, with the Ravens right now, the Ravens are trying to get to the point where the Philadelphia Eagles are. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Make the comparison. Again, granted, this year they've got Rashard Penny. You got, I'll take J.K. Dobbins over Rashard Penny if Rashard Penny can stay healthy for full 17 games. But then again, you can make the argument that J.K. hasn't been able to do that the last couple of seasons. But I like J.K. more than I like Rashard Penny. Now, I'm not going to argue the receiving core. I'll take A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith over what the Ravens have. Now, I'll still take Andrews over Dallas Goddard. But again, if it's already there, there's trying to do a comparison. You think about it. There is a comparison there. A balanced attack. And it's hard, this, it's hard in this league to get a balanced attack. Now, again, a lot of teams tried. I mean, a lot of teams have got to, you know, have got to get there. And you think about it, maybe... The Pittsburgh Steelers would have some upside. You got a good running back in Najee Harris. You got Deontay Johnson, Pickens, and Allen Robinson. Well, it all depends if Kenny Pickett can make a complete if he can, you know, if he can do better in his second year, in his sophomore year. Can he really, you know, up his game? Again, that can become a balanced attack. You look at the Bengals, for example. Yes, they're known they're more they're more passing the football, but you do have Joe Mixon now. Again, I've criticized Mixon, but at least Mixon's a, a decent runner to the point where you, you can keep teams honest. What about, we think about the Chargers, for example. You've got Austin Eckler, who has been a pretty good running back the last few years, and you got over on the football. So again, in a way, that's a balanced attack. Now again, the Raiders, in a way, last year, think about it, Josh Jacobs. He led the NFL in rushing last year. Now, Grant, Derek Carr did have a great year, 
but just like Devontae the Adams. Granted, he didn't have Mont, you know, Renfro healthy for a full 17 games. He didn't have Walker healthy for a full 17 games. If he had been, that could have been a balanced attack. And you think about it, Green Bay, yes, Aaron Rodgers struggled, but people still fear Aaron Rodgers. But you had Aaron Jones and A.J. Green as well, that you can turn to. Think about the Minnesota Vikings last year. You got Dalvin Cook, who's one of the better running backs in this league. You got the top, maybe the top receiver in the game right now in Justin Jefferson. And you got T.J. Hawkerson. Thielen was still there. You had K.J. Osborne. Again, a balanced attack. So the bottom line is the Ravens know that you can't run, 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 and run. You can't do that anymore. You have to have a balanced attack, and you've got to be able to throw the football. Let's be honest with you. The Kansas City Chiefs, well, to be honest with you, the Kansas City Chiefs can certainly throw a football, but they haven't had much of a running in the last few years. Now, hopefully, Pachinko, who had a pretty ran for 800-some yards last year, hopefully he could be a guy that could be a 1,000-yard rusher for the Chiefs. But again, they've got to bounce out that attack. Like right now, the receiving core is a, is a huge question mark for them. Now, if you think about it, if Denver had Javon, a healthy Javante Williams, they could have that balance attack. But again, what I'm saying is you got to have a balance attack in this league. Again, look at the 49ers. you got Christian McCaffrey, but you can still throw the football because you got Debo, you got George Kittle, Brad Naeem. At least the 49ers have that balance attack. The Saints, you brought in Derek Carr now. Still got to have the Kamara right. Michael Thomas was a healthy. Chris Lee, again, a possible balance attack. The bottom line is the Ravens understand this. And successful. you got to have a balance attack. you got to be able to do the football this league. I know at one time I get it. It was run the football, play defense, and get you a championship. That was the, that was, that was the formula. But nowadays, it's we got to throw the ball 40 times a game, play a little bit of defense, and we got a chance. But again, this is where the Ravens are moving towards now. They're going to have to be a team that's going to throw the ball maybe, I'm not going to say they're going to throw 40 times a game. But there's games they've got to throw, they might have to do 40 times. I would say maybe 35 times. But no, I would not take the ball out of Lamar. I would not set Lamar Jackson's legs or will come in handy. Yes, they're still going to come in handy. They still have to run the football. But I don't know if he's going to have those. I'm not saying, you know, to be honest with you, he still may have one. He might still have one for those 100-yard games. But to me, this is the point in time where Lamar can still do that. But I don't think the Ravens want him to do that anymore. And again, this is a huge investment. And Lamar plays the type of game. Now, again, I knew it was the, we're talking about the Michael Vicker. Michael Vick, Michael Vick was a bigger football player than Lamar Jackson. Heck, Michael Vick had a better arm than Lamar Jackson. And Michael, when he was up in the field, the man was a bruiser. Again, take a look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a better runner, was a good runner. Again, Cam Newton was a big dude. And again, Cam was bigger than Lamar Jackson. And again, Cam won MVP. Lamar's won MVP. But again, Lamar's not as big as Cam Newton. Now, I think Michael Vick was, was bigger than Lamar Jackson. But again, is it? We're in the day and age now where that is, we got to throw the football. And again, the Ravens understand that. The Ravens have been successful. Don't get me wrong with running the football. But they've got to have a balanced attack. And this puts more pressure on the new offense corner. This is put more pressure on Lamar Jackson, too. 
to help balance out that attack. And, those, and don't get it wrong, those RPOs will certainly come in handy because, again, you got Lamar Jackson, you still got J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, you can still do that with and be successful at it. But again, I would discount the Ravens. If you look at the AFC North, no, I wouldn't discount the Ravens. You think about it, a lot of people feel the Bengals still have a team to beat that division. Again, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is getting Pittsburgh is getting better. Is getting better. Again, Cleveland. Again, this will be Sean Watson for a full 17 games. You still got Nick Chubb. You got Amari Cooper. Yeah. So again, Cleveland's trying to Cleveland's trying to get a balance attack with Deshaun Watson. But again, you think about it. You know the rumors about Cleveland. They want to throw the football more. Even though they got a pretty good running back in Nick Chubb, they top five running back. You can make an argument for that. And I'll make the argument that Nick Chubb is a top five running back in this league. You get a guy like that. But they want to throw the football more. Thus, why they got Deshaun Watson. Again, you've got Cooper. Yes, you've got Elijah Moore. You've got Peoples Jones. You've got David Bell who drafted last year. Again, they're trying to become a more balanced attack. Again, you think about the Steelers. Still got out here. They want to be a balanced attack. And the Bengals, balanced attack. And again, this is what the Ravens have to, uh, this is what the Ravens are going to have to endure. And this is, this is what, this is all going to have to come down. This is going to be different. Lamar's going to throw the football more. Now, since he's got that big contract, he's got to throw the football more. And Lamar has to understand that. Because if they went out and got Beckham, went out and got Zay Flowers, and Lamar Jackson, to my understanding, is pleased with this. Well, then again, if Lamar is pleased with this, then Lamar is going to have to earn his money. That means he's going to have to, again, I'll keep saying it, throw the football. He's got to, he's got to throw it. Now, I'm not going to stop this. The running game days, they're still there. But Lamar's going to, Lamar's going to throw, throw the ball maybe 40. Maybe, I hate to say it, 45 times a game. I know that sounds weird. Come on, Baltimore Ravens defense, but the Baltimore Ravens, they have to evolve their offense. A lot of everybody else in the league has done that. But I'm not going to say ignore the running game. No, you shouldn't. To me, never ignore the running game. And to me, if you can have a balanced attack, and I think this is the point where Baltimore wants to have a balanced attack, not rely on the running game. Last year, a lot of people didn't fear. People didn't fear Baltimore's passing game. Not because of Lamar Jackson, because you didn't have the weapons. Well, now you have more weapons. Lamar is healthy. So, again, you will fear, yeah, again, a balanced attack. Can ball now, if Baltimore has a balanced attack, it will make it a, a serious playoff contender. Even a serious contender in the AFC North. So, again, for Lamar, he bet on himself. He won. He won the bet. You know, congratulations, Lamar. It's a lot of money. Now, the bottom line is, go earn it. Throw the ball 40, 45 times a game. Can you throw those 350, 375, 400-yard games? Can you, yeah, can you maybe run for 50 or 60 yards? Yeah, can you throw four or five touchdowns? Can you run another one? But again, that's what the best Lamar is going to bring by himself. It's simply this. He's going to have to do more. More than he ever has before. And we'll see if Lamar, we'll see if Lamar, we'll see the Baltimore Ravens, we'll see if they can handle it, handle the pressure. But for Lamar, my congrats, it is well deserved. You got your money. Now, 
can you throw the football? Now let's go from one quarterback to a, another quarterback. And again, we haven't had a chance to talk about this, but yes, Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. The trade was, you know, there was some trade. There was a trade that was made. You know, draft picks that, you know, flipped up, you know, tossed around. Um, but now it is finally official. The Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet now. Now, and I've listened, I, you know, I've read articles and I've listened to some experts here and there. And, you know, everybody's got, everybody's got the New York Jets. Pretty much a playoff, a playoff team. Some people, some experts feel they could probably even win the um, AFC East, or this team could even even go all the way to an AFC Championship or into a Super Bowl. Now, I got to now, I've got to I've got to pump I've got to pump the brakes on all this. Now, now granted, and Aaron did not have a, Aaron Rodgers did not have a good year last year. Let's let's be honest with you. He didn't have a very good year to Aaron Rodgers' standards. Um, the guy threw more interceptions last year than he ever had almost in his entire career. They say he threw 12 interceptions. He threw, it took him 13, he threw 13, 13 interceptions in three seasons. Now, Matt, now understand that. In three years, he threw only 13 interceptions in three years. He threw 12 last year, just, just alone. Now, I get it, I get the point is, is Aaron Rodgers an upgrade with Zach Wilson? Yes, he is. I'm not I'm not gonna deny that. But you gotta realize Aaron Rodgers is thirty-nine years old. And you might get this year, maybe, maybe next year out of him, if you're lucky. Again, this is all depending on again, we all know how Aaron Rodgers can be. If let's say for example, the Jets do not make the playoffs, and that's a possibility that does exist here, New York fans. It does exist. But you got Aaron Rodgers, it is an upgrade. But you still might not make the playoffs. Now, again, I'll give you this. The defense improved tremendously last year. Again, the offensive line is not that bad. They're, they could got some guys coming back from injuries. Brees Hall, can he come back from injury? Again, you've got you've got Garrett Wilson, 1,000-yard receiver, and offensive rookie of the year. Again, went out and got Alan Lazard, uh, a guy that Aaron Rodgers is comfortable with. You got Hardeman, but you got Hardeman. Hardeman has been, hasn't really been that good receiver in this league. Now, granted, Corey Davis is still around. Now, the buzz I've heard that that Aaron Rodgers seems to like Corey Davis, so could that mean Corey Davis hangs hang, hangs around a little bit longer? Now, again, to me, I think Corey Davis is a better receiver than Hardeman. I think he's a better receiver than Denzel Mims, but again, Denzel Mims is not a possibility. Where, where could Denzel Mims stand with the New York Jets' bias a week or so with Aaron Rodgers? But again, Aaron, I did see a clip with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers throwing the football to Alan Lazard. Now, to me, I've been more impressed with going out there and zip some passes to maybe Garrett Wilson or Corey Davis or, you know, somebody else. I might be a little more impressed with that. Now, again, again, let's be honest with you. The Jets' offense is a little bit better. Boy, I compare it to the uh, to the Buffalo Bills. No, I wouldn't compare it to the Buffalo Bills. I'll still take Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. I mean, again, you can make an argument for Gabe. Gabe did not play well last year. Now, when I put it, I don't think again. I'll take Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle any day of the week over what the Jets have got. 
Now, I'll give you maybe, maybe you can make an argument with the Patriots, and I'm with you on that. You go to that New England. Well, give me Chase, Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, or whatever you got. Again, let's be honest with you. You go to the Ravens. The Ravens have upgraded their receiving core. You look at the, the, the Steelers. They upgraded their receiver. They're trying to get me on Robinson. Again, you got you still got Cooper, you know, for the Browns. Again, yes, I'll take it over the Colts. I'll take it over the uh, Texans right now. I mean, the Jags. The Jags don't have a bad receiving core. Again, take a look at it. I'll take the Chargers receiving core. I'll take the Broncos receiving core. Now, but again, I'll take their offense. But again, again, the Jets, they built on, hey, let's run the defense and let, and let, let, let the offense not make the mistakes. Well, the Jets' defense, it did improve last year, certainly without a doubt. But then again, the Jets had one of the better drafts last year. To be honest with you, I gave the an A, an A for their draft because they did an outstanding job. You know, last you know last year by upgrading, by upgrading, by making those proper picks. They got they got Gardner. He was defensive rookie of the year. You got Wilson, offensive rookie of the year. You trade back up and got Johnson from Florida State. You trade back up and got him. He he did okay. A limited amount of time he did play. He did okay for himself. So again. The Jets were the talk of the trades of, of the draft last year, but again, how much more can you get out of Aaron? How much can you get out of Aaron Rodgers? Can Aaron Rodgers? Can Aaron Rodgers get you into the playoffs? And again, let's be honest with you: if you're the NFC to AFC, like a burnt apples to an orange, is right. Again, the AFC to me is a much better conference than the NFC. But let's be honest: I mean, take take a take a look at his own division. You still got the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are not going anywhere. Now, yeah, again, they're not going anywhere. So they got some injuries. Some guys come back from injuries. But again, Buffalo is still a contender. Miami. Miami has made some upgrades. Miami is a playoff team. They were last year. And again, if Tua stays healthy, stays healthy for a full season, they could be a dangerous team to keep an eye on. on. You still got Bill Belichick. You still got Belichick. Yeah, I'm sure Belichick will probably find a way to... Uh, yeah, to harass Aaron Rodgers. Again, let's be honest with you. The Ravens, you can make an argument the Ravens are a better team than the Jets, maybe. Still got the Steelers. I mean, the Bengals have been to what the AFC Championship in the last two years and even into a Super Bowl. Okay. Again, Jacksonville's been enough to come in as could suddenly make an argument they could have a slightly better team, maybe. Again, the Chargers, the Chiefs. Broncos, it's a, again, it's a tough conference, and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, you have to wonder where the Jets stand. I don't think they're better than Buffalo, and I really don't think they're better than Miami. So, I can make them the third best team in AFC East, and I can make, make an argument there, maybe. Do I think they're better than the Ravens? I don't know. Are they better than the Steelers? Again, maybe, and that's just, depends on what you're getting out of Kenny Pickett. The Browns? I think the Browns find a defense, get better play on defense. They, I think the Browns could be better than the Jets. I think the Bengals are better. I think the Colts, I mean, to me, the Jets, I think they could be better than the Colts. They're probably better than the uh, Texans right now. And the only team that might be better than the Titans right now, the only team that might not be better would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I saw the Chiefs are a little bit better. Chargers are better. 
if Peyton, if uh, today the Broncos, if if Sean Payton gets a team heading in the right direction, the Broncos could be better than the Jets. So to me, I'm not 100 sure on that they're not going to division. I'm not even sure the Jets make the playoffs. And to be honest with you, and for New York faithful, what if they don't make the playoffs? Anyone else got Aaron Rodgers, and you paid, and you, and you gave a lot. You gave a lot to get Aaron Rodgers. Now, you can give a second round pick, second round pick in next year's draft, which give you a first round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays sixty five percent of the snap. Now, we all know that Aaron Rodgers, unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, you know he's going to play the sixty five percent of the snap. So, basically, in a nutshell, you're giving up a number one draft pick. To get you know, in next year's draft to get a guy that's going to be forty years old that if he don't make the playoffs and his play is not in his play and he plays like he did this past season, Aaron might might go to his retreat and he might stay at his retreat never to return. He might say, "I've had enough of this. I'm out of here." And where does that leave the and where does that leave the New York Jets? Well, I guess that leaves the Jets right back where they started all over again. Which would do? Go draft another quarterback. You could turn the ball over. You could turn over Zach Wilson. Again, this is again. Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, wanted a top-notch quarterback. Yes, he got one, Aaron Rodgers. But did he get Aaron Rodgers at the tail end of his career? Now, unless Aaron Rodgers, unless Aaron Rodgers can find himself, maybe to the point he can win a fifth MVP. But again, Aaron's going to a tougher division and a tougher conference. And to be honest with you, I don't think at this stage Aaron can pull the Jets out, pull the Jets out of it. Can he make the Jets respectable? Well, he can make them respectable, yes. But again, it's a tougher conference, tougher division, and I just don't think that he has he has it. I just don't think that this is going to make them that much better. Now, if you look at the Green Bay perspective of this deal. And yes, Green Bay got the better in the deal because you traded away a 39-year-old quarterback. You could turn it over to Jordan Love. Now, the question mark is, can Jordan Love step it up? That's going to be the biggest thing. Now, again, the Packers got, got a few more draft picks. Could have a first-rounder. Could have two first-rounders next year. Again, the Packers are building. Again, the Green Bay Packers have always done this build through the draft. And that was always their key. There wasn't much in the past of getting free agents. Now they kind of loosened the purse strings the last few years and went out and got, you know, some free agents. But again, their team likes to build within the draft. And again, I'm interested to see if, if they, you know, again, now, I'll think of as, a, as of yesterday, they drafted another defensive player, which is what they've been doing the last several years. Now, they did, as of today, they did get a tight end. Musgrave from Oregon State. A lot of people feel that he has a tremendous amount of upside. Some people, maybe he might be the third best tight end in the, in the draft. Now, I believe they did draft a receiver. And, like, I think, like, they did draft a receiver, I believe. They did draft one today. And that's kind of funny because, again, and, again, a lot of people could make the arguments that Van Hess, they could have drafted one of those receivers. Yeah, yesterday, but again, that's the again that's the Green Bay Packer way. To be honest with you, they couldn't draft the receiver, you know, for Aaron Rodgers in the first round for all those years. What makes me what they would do for Jordan Love? 
But again, I'm interested to see how this all works out. But for Green Bay, the bottom line would be is this. All of Jordan Love. And extra picks, it does help. It helps him to put more players on the roster and build for a better future. But now the biggest question mark is, is Jordan Love the real deal? And that's going to be the biggest issue. From the limited time we've seen of Jordan Love, he has not lived at the, he has not played well at all. The one game he did play last year came in to spell Aaron Rodgers. He did play well. And he seemed to have a pretty good rapport with one Christian Watson. Now, moving forward, can Watson up with his game? Can Dobbs continue to improve? That's going to be a big, that's going to be a big issue. To me, Green Bay has a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Can that talent come together? And if it does come together, it could be a pretty good defense in this league. Again, the running game is fine with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, but the biggest for them is Jordan Love. Can Jordan Love be what they think he's had a chance to be played by Aaron Rodgers for the last three years? And has he learned anything from watching Aaron Rodgers play? Hopefully he has watched. He's learned something. But again, yes, Jordan Love is probably more mobile than Aaron Rodgers and could his legs, you know, become a little more involved in the game. It's possible. But again, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what he's going to do. What he's going to do with Watson. Is he okay with Dobbs? Again, they drafted Musgrave. They had another receiver. So it could be, it's a young team. Love is still young. I mean, young is so well. It's, it's a young team, a young, an offensive, a young offensive team that you can sit and build and build and continue to build for maybe a few more years. And again, to be honest with you, I don't know if I would discount the Packers out of the NFC North just yet. Again, a lot of people want to crown the Detroit Lions the champs, the champs in the NFC North right now. Some people still give Minnesota a little bit of credit. And again, they added another, a nice little piece of Jordan Addison yesterday. So again, you still got Dalvin Cook, you got Jefferson, Addison, and Osborne to go with Hawkerson. So your offense is still there. The biggest thing in Minnesota is defense. Yeah. Can the defense improve? And that's going that's to be the biggest, that's going to be the biggest thing for me. For right now, it, you know, for right now, it's hard for me to say. I would say Minnesota would still be the team to beat in the North. Maybe Detroit finishes second. You could put Green Bay third and the Bears last. But for Green Bay, the biggest thing is all is Jordan Love. If Jordan Love can play like if he plays that like he did that one game last year, he can play like for the full seventeen games, then Green Bay may go over this division. But for Green Bay, you can make an argument that Green Bay might have got the better end of the deal because you traded a a veteran quarterback away that wanted out of town, but they didn't want him to part of the organization. It got so bad that Aaron Rodgers didn't even talk to the general manager. Now, of course, depends on what version of the story you want, you want to believe. Aaron says, you know, Aaron says wherever he lives, yeah, they don't get, you know, cell phone reception or whatever the case might be. Now, again, it all depends. Do you trust Aaron Rodgers' word? Do you trust the Packers' GM word? Again, but again, towards the end, it the communication fell apart. But again, again, the Jets are up in the air and Aaron Rodgers, and let's see if he lives up to the billing. But for right now, 
I just don't think the Jets, it doesn't matter if you brought Aaron Rodgers in, if Joe Namath came out of retirement, whatever the case might be. To me, the Jets are still, they're in a tougher conference in a pretty decent division. And I just don't, adding Aaron Rodgers, to me, is not going to make that much of a difference. So to me, I give the edge to Green Bay, depending if Jordan Love is, is where Green Bay thinks it can be. And I'm interested to see if he can be, if he's going to be, if he's going to be that guy. And again, you go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now can you go from Aaron Rodgers to maybe Jordan Love? We'll find out if Jordan Love is what the Packers think he can be. And again, that will be the telltale sign of this deal. Now, if Aaron Rodgers goes goes to, you know, goes to New York, and let's say in the two, in the two years that he's there, let's say they win the division, a couple playoff games, then the deal might look good. Now, if Aaron, if for some odd reason New York goes to a Super Bowl, they win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, and Jordan Love just bombs out in Green Bay, then yes, the Jets have made the greatest deal, made it, might pull the steel of the century. But again, Green Bay at the edge because they have extra draft picks. They can build, continue to build towards the future, and maybe once again, Green Bay can be the team to beat in the NFC North for many, more, many, many, many more years to come. But yes, give Green Bay the edge in this trade. I guess for the last, now for the last, like I said, the last few minutes we'll talk about it. A little bit about the uh, the first round of the NFL draft yesterday. Now, again, again, the first overall pick in, in, in this year's draft was no surprise. Everybody figured Carolina was going to take Bryce Young, and that's exactly how it how it folded. Um, the second round pick, the Houston Texans. A lot of people, I guess, Houston Texans were throwing a lot of smoke screens at people. A lot of people thought they were going to take a defensive player. They were actually going to take maybe Will Anderson. Well, eventually they did take Will Anderson, but but again they took him as the third pick overall in the draft. They made they made a trade with the uh, Cardinals and got the Cardinals, you know, first round draft pick. Of course, they made some you know some deals, but again, Houston came out looking good. They got the the second best quarterback in this year's draft, but they got the best defensive player in the draft. So a lot of people have given the Texans a high remarks. For draft for you know for uh, the first day of the draft and it should be a lot you can make the comparison to the Texans or maybe the Eagles had the best day yesterday you can make a comparison the Eagles again the Eagles kind of never cease to amaze me however and the job that he does I mean let's be honest with you you didn't think he would get Jalen Carter yeah but they got Jalen Carter they had like the 10th pick they moved it off one spot to get Jalen Carter. Then they sit there, you know, then they sit back, kick back, relax, and then they go ahead and get Nolan Smith, his teammate from the University of Georgia. So basically, it's like, it's like the Philadelphia Eagles, instead of being the Philadelphia Eagles, they should be called the Georgia Bulldog Eagles because that's about kind of what they are because the last few years, they've drafted a lot of Georgia, a lot of Georgia talent. And again, it's kind of hard not to when you have a team that's won the last two national championships. But again, again, that's that's kind of the thing, right? I mean, but again, I've never seen what the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, Eagles, Eagles do. Again, that's why Howard Roseman is one of the better GMs in this league. And again, Philadelphia Eagles come away again 
look at it no good. You can make a case for the Texans or make the case of the Eagles who had the best draft. Again, Texans went out and got the second best quarterback, but they got the best defensive player. Again, there was I mean there were some surprises. Um again the Cardinals for those who went out and got Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. Some feel he may have been the best tackling this year's draft and were came out here that uh Kyler Murray wanted more protection. And again, this is what they did. They went and got protection. Again, I thought maybe they might get a a defensive player because they needed help on the defense side of the ball. But instead, they decided to protect Kyler Murray's backside. I don't have a problem with that per se because, again, if you pay Kyler Murray all that money, you want him to stay healthy as possible. You need, he needs protection. Now, again, it seems like DeAndre Hopkins, who everybody talked about, was going to be traded yesterday or even today, is not. Is not going to happen. It appears that Hawkins will be staying with the Cardinals, at least as of right now. He is going to stay with the team. He's going to stay. But again, if you look at it again, the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Titans, they went and they addressed a, a need at offensive line. They got the young man from the Northwestern who some feel he might have been the best, you know, best offensive lineman. In football. And again, of course, you haven't heard today. They went out, they traded up back in the second round, got Will Levis from the University of Kentucky. And Levis kind of fell, he fell out of the first round. A lot of people were completely shocked. Some people had him going as a one or two, maybe the Colts, and then the fourth spot overall. But again, the Colts got Anthony Richardson, who got a ski sketching. Of course, he coached, again, who? Jalen Hurts for the last, you know, last year. And again, if he can get that production out of Richardson that he got out of Hurts, then again it looks like looks like maybe the best draft pick he might be look like maybe the best pick in the draft. It would look like yeah, it would like it for years later if Richardson is that guy. But again, Richardson's still got raw talent. To me, I still think Garden Minshew will be the starting quarterback, but I wouldn't put it past me if Richardson somehow ends up starting at some point during this year, but I think Minshew is still the quarterback. And again, the Seattle Seahawks. Again, the Seattle Seahawks took, some say, the best quarterback, cornerback in the draft. And with this being from the University of Kentucky. Again, some people that might was a little bit of a surprise pick, but again, Pat, and again, Pete Carroll is trying to rebuild the Legion, into the Legion of Boom image. And again, that's probably what Pete's trying to do. And again, you have to have quality cornerbacks. He got a steal in last year's draft. Now he's got Witherspoon. So again, he's trying to rebuild that secondary. A little bit of that Legion of Boom possibility. Again, some people felt that he, they could have got a pass rusher like Wilson from Texas Tech. But again, he didn't do he didn't do that. He went and went the cornerback. Now Wilson ended up going to the Raiders. And again, the Raiders in the last couple of days, it appears that maybe Brad Ziegler and Joshua Daniels are on are on to something. They got Wilson, who was who maybe the second best pass for second best defensive player. Well, he might have been second or third best defensive player. It depends on who your opinion are, your opinion. But they got a solid pass rusher in Wilson. Some can make an argument they should have gone cornerback, but again, they need defensive help anyway. And they got maybe the second best tight end in all football, Michael Meyer, Mayor, Mayor, who eventually He's going to take Darren Waller's spot. So again, the Raiders look like to be look to look to improve and look they did a pretty good job 
in the draft. Now, something that was a little shocking might have been the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions were on the upswing. Who some people actually as of right now might have won the, the NFC North. They they would they stretched they made a very a reach for Gibbs as the thirteenth overall pick in this year's draft. Now again they already had DeAndre Swift, they already had David Montgomery as your top two running backs. The question mark is why would you need a yeah. Why would you need Gibbs? They wouldn't got Campbell from Iowa as a linebacker, and to me, a guy that could have been taken probably in the second round of the draft. Again, to me, if Detroit had stayed on the defensive side of the ball, to me, they could have gotten a couple better players than, you know, the one they got. To me, so Detroit was a huge, in my opinion, a huge disappointment what they got. Now, for a team like New England Patriots and Belichick, a, a guy like Gonzalez lands right in his lap. Some had as maybe as the rated the best cornerback in the draft or second best cornerback in the draft. And what does Parcells do? He sits back, he lands the best cornerback, maybe in this draft. Maybe. And again, Parcells always had always loves to have that top notch cornerback. And again, he's got that in Gonzalez. And again, I you know, I came around, I think he made a couple of all solid picks this year, uh, I think in the second day. So again, maybe Parcells is just swagger back. But again, Parcells looks pretty good. Now again, now Pittsburgh, I gotta give Pittsburgh credit. They went they needed a an offensive tackle. They went and got the gentleman from um, University of Georgia as a future as positive future left tackle. They did land Joey Porter Jr. today, which is a quarterback is something that the Steelers need. So the Steelers did very well for themselves. Again, we talk about the Ravens, they got Zay Flowers. You know, Zay Flowers. Um, Dallas, they would have got a defensive tackle. Again, might have been a little bit of a reach for Dallas, but again, their run defense at times last year was not the greatest in the world, and they need a big body. Nazir Smith is a big body, but to me, I think it was a little bit of a reach for Dallas. They could have maybe done something a little more. Um, Again, I think they were trying to get Kincaid, but the Buffalo Bills leapfrogged and got Kincaid. Um, again, I like the Kincaid pick, but again, Buffalo probably wanted one of those receivers, and a lot of those receivers went off the board quickly. You know, again, the Chargers, they got a Quentin, you know, Quentin Johnson, a big body receiver, which that's a Charger thing. They like, they like the big body receivers. That's a Charger specialty. And again, you know, Kansas City, Kansas City took a defensive lineman late in the draft and not a receiver. But of course, all the top receivers were gone. Now, I think today they did draft a gentleman from the University of Oklahoma who's got speed. And and certainly, hopefully, he'll be part of the big picture for them, you know, for the um, you know, for the Chiefs moving forward. And for the Dallas and for the Cincinnati Bengals, they did take Miles Murphy, who is a pretty, who some had projected as a top 10 player. Fell all the way down to them. Got to give the Bengals a little bit of credit for that. Would love to see you get a tight end, maybe a cornerback or a safety. Did they address the cornerback situation today? And I believe they got a safety in the third round. But we'll see how it all works out. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have time for this episode. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.